The Guardian. Welcome to the Digested Read podcast. Today, John Crace digests Speaking for Myself by Cherie Blair. Top barrister and wife of former Prime Minister Tony, Cherie Blair has been pilloried in the press for publishing her memoirs while Labour is still in office. She has been variously described as a money-grabbing Lady Macbeth figure, as venal, treacherous and distasteful for spilling the beans on life at number 10, from Iraq and the Clintons to little Leo's conception at Balmoral. John Crace has put speaking for myself through the spinner and hung out the Blairs' dirty laundry. Here's his brief on their smalls. Speaking for Myself by Cherie Blair June 2007 Although I hadn't wanted Gordon ever to become Prime Minister, I accepted that now was the right time for Tony to go. OK, guys, that's it. Let's do the business, Tony said, as his fingernails were prized from the number 10 carpet. All that remained was one last photo call. Fuck the lot of you, I yelled. How could you, Cherie? Tony hissed. We're going to need the Sun and the Times to buy the serialisation. They'll cough up anyway, I laughed, and Tony began to see the funny side. After all, he always had called me his greedy scouser. The story begins in the early 50s. Zzz. We were very poor. My father left us. Look, I know this bit is boring for you. Even the copy editor has nodded off and missed some obvious errors in the text. But try to imagine how dull it is for me. Do I get another 100k for mentioning my first period? Having come top in all my exams as usual, I was living in London and going out with Dave and John when one day a grinning idiot snogged me on a bus. Reader, I fell in love. Er, I know I've asked you to marry me, Cherie, Tony stumbled, but don't mention it to anyone until I've checked with the focus groups to see if it's a good idea. It was a privilege for Tony and me to be given a leg up by such clever people as Derry Irvin and Charlie Falconer, and I'm pleased their talents were later recognised by the Queen, when she decided to ennoble them. Tony and I became very active in the Labour Party, but it soon became clear that Tony was the one who should pursue the political career. I could see how desperate he was to make a difference. I just didn't realise he meant for the worse. The elation of that heady night of May 1st, 1997 was soon dissipated by the harsh practicalities of life at number 10. With Tony now Prime Minister, our joint income had shrunk to less than £400,000, and we were flat broke. People have criticised my relationship with Carol Kaplan, but they forget that I was just an ordinary Liverpudlian girl who had never been inside a clothes shop before. So it was beguiling having someone to tell me which shoe went on which foot, and to massage Tony. Obviously, I now regret having got involved with her when buying the Bristol flats. Tony blanched when I told him I was pregnant in 1998. It was my fault. Tony and I always got really horny listening to the Queen shagging, but I was too embarrassed to bring my contraceptive equipment to Balmoral. 
money became increasingly tight with Leo's arrival, and I was deeply disappointed when one of our nannies tried to sell our story before we could. The Clintons were always amazed at how few freebies we were allowed in comparison to the President, and I've always felt Britain should adopt the US system. The Iraq War was a deeply troubling time. Sometimes I doubted its legitimacy myself, but then I remembered I was only a woman. I was also very sad when David Kelly killed himself. But only for Tony. It wasn't an easy time to reassure him that the Reich would last 1,000 years with Gordon rattling the keys next door. Despite my successful law career, we were still extremely poor and our finances were stretched to afford a £3.5 million home in Connaught Square. Thankfully, my Catholicism has always seen me through times of hardship, and it was a wonderful moment when the Pope fell at Tony's feet and said, It is you, Lord, who should be baptising me. Gordon has got his way, and good luck to him. Tony and I are just looking forward to the next phase of our lives. Cashing in. The digested read digested. Credit crunch? What credit crunch? For more great downloads, go to guardian.co.uk forward slash audio.